Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It is, we are upon Memorial Day weekend. So I actually think that this may be, and this may be a surprise to Evo, and I may just be saying this for the first time. This may be our last episode until July. That is a surprise to me. What a, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. What, what, yeah. what happened here? So uh, you and I are very busy in June, and I thought that it would be better if we, one, took a, like a little bit of a summer break, and we came oh, back in July. Okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, you, you could have like pre-warned me that you were going to say that. I don't know, because you just caught, you did. It caught me off guard. Fuck it. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Fuck it. So today's episode, we are talking about relationship advice for women specifically for women because i thought it would be great for us to dial in a little bit on some of the things that you and i find valuable advice for women and this is coming from a married couple that have been together well actually been married for 13 years we just had our 13th year anniversary like last month yep or actually this month but on the 16th of may and we have been together over 20 years and we're doing like a like a two-part like yes two we're part. gonna also give some yeah. relationship advice to men so men don't feel left out yeah i, I just wanted to mention that because i didn't want it to be like where the guys are like well, what the like what the fuck's going on you know all right don't get your underwears in a bunch um no my underwear's no not you i'm Thank talking you. about men oh, okay i'm sad yes. i know you're fine I'm, I'm good but before we get into the episode i just want to ask our listeners our viewers if you are enjoying our content How you can help us is by subscribing, following us, liking this video, or sharing it with one of your friends or family if you feel our content is valuable to you. And I know it is to some people because we have the downloads to prove it. (laughs) So it would be really grateful if you could go ahead and do that for us in any facet that you choose, which is the easiest for you. Following, liking, sharing, however you want to do it, we appreciate it all. So let's dive into the episode. I'm actually going to turn it over to Evo and you're going to give us some of the first pieces of advice. I know um, I kind of want to I kind of wanted to give it the ball in your court first because I felt like I was going to get heated quick. <laughs> so I was like, let me let Evo go first and hear what he's got to say. I don't I mean, but, you know, I don't see that being true because I feel like a lot of the times I'll say stuff mm-hmm. that'll get you heated. Yeah, so actually that is allowing true. me to go first is kind of setting up for that. It's possible. It so I don't know. We'll see. We'll I've see been what really happens. good on my anger management. It's yet, yet to be determined. So, <laughs> um, so my first piece of advice for for women is to in a relationship, uh, one thing that you want to do is, that I believe is very important is to advocate for yourself. Hmm. What do you mean by that? And what I mean by that is like you know speak up in a way that advocates for your your rights, your needs, your wants as a woman. Um, I feel like there's. You know, women have been conditioned to kind of just shut your mouth, keep your head down, push a broom, you know, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of, you know, please your man type of type of situation. Um, and my personal opinion is that it, it, it leads to unhealthy relationships. It leads to it leads to a lot of issues that will begin to fester inside of a person um, by ignoring the things that they want and they need and sacrificing their happiness for the better of the relationship. Mm. I think that when a person advocates for themselves, to their spouse, to their significant other, it creates a better understanding between the two people. It creates more of a relationship rather than, um, 
like you said in the last episode, a woman serving the means to an end. Mm. I feel like that that creates a very big imbalance. And speaking from someone who has a very healthy relationship with their wife and you advocate for yourself a lot, speak your mind, you know, are very are not shy about saying what you think and how you feel about certain situations, but in a respectful way that can lead to a constructive conversation between the two of us. Could it, you actually give me an example of a, of a way that I advocate for myself? Because I'm telling you right now, I'm so intrigued by what you're saying. Well, because I okay. firmly agree with what you're saying, as I do think that a lot of women will silence their voice in order to appease their partner. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things that you did in our relationship was to voice how it was that you wanted to be spoken to when in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You didn't just allow me to say whatever it is that I wanted or say it however I wanted, nor did you not nor did you make me feel that I couldn't say what I wanted. Mm. You just wanted to make make sure that when we spoke, it was in a way that was respectful and constructive, which it wasn't at the beginning. You know, I wore a lot of my emotions on my sleeve. I'll admit it. Mm. And you saw that. And you also you also were were um, were a, I feel like you were very comfortable in that space as far as like speaking in a way that's constructive. That's that's uh, that creates a conversation where two people can build on. And you wanted to have that with me. So you kind of you kind of took the lead in that situation and really spoke how you felt so that I can get a better understanding on how it was to properly communicate with you. Yeah. And if it wasn't for you advocating for yourself, we would never have grown in that department as, as a couple. And I can only imagine how many situations that are like that where a woman is almost scared to say something. You know, she's been conditioned to bite her tongue. She's been conditioned to keep quiet. She's been conditioned not to say something. Do you know that that's actually the reason why I am so heavily leaning towards that end of speaking my truth and my voice to you. I have had many interactions with women, friends, acquaintances, coworkers, where they have, you know, shared with me maybe something that they've been going through with their partner. And I will, you know, sometimes ask questions like, well, have you said this to him or her? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times the answer is no. And it's because the partner that is expressing to me what they're going through is afraid that if they tell their partner what they truly think, that it's going to either hurt their partner's feelings, it's going to push their partner away. But then at the same time, there's no solution being sought because they're not really truly speaking what it is that they need to say. Again, still being respectful. And I always found that so confusing because I didn't understand how you could flourish in a relationship if you're not truly saying what it is that you want to say to your partner. So I made it a point to step into our relationship, always n not being afraid to step into that realm of saying, okay, I hear you, but this is the way that I feel. And these yeah. are the way that I need things to, to happen for us to go forward, but also still hearing you out. Yeah, you were pretty, I would say you were pretty strategic about it. You know, it took, you, you kind of like s sat back and analyzed me for a while and analyze the way that I reacted to certain things before you decided to really kind of say, hey, I'm, you know, before you really decided to take a, an approach on how are you going to try to steer this in a way where it can grow into something that is beneficial for the both of us. Mm. I think that um, being able to distinguish the difference between your needs and your wants is super essential, right? So um, a need is a requirement for the survival of your well-being and your basic functions, mm -hmm. right? So in a relationship, 
if it is essential for your mental health to be able to have a proper communication with your partner, then that is something that you need to advocate. It is it is it is essential for the survival of your relationship. And if and I know in your situation, if you didn't speak up, it would have destroyed it would have destroyed you as a person. One thousand percent. You would have you would have internally self destructed, um, and eventually I wouldn't I wouldn't know who you were. You would have become a whole nother person. You probably would have been just dis- had this terrible resentment towards me because you weren't speaking out. You were taught to like just bite your tongue. And in the end, we just would have ended up in an un- unhealthy place. But because you found a way to voice your feelings in a way that I could respect, we have a better understanding of each other. And now we have a much better relationship when it comes to settling our differences or talking about our emotions. Yeah. And so I think that if any buddy can have something in their relationship it should be that i think that it's important for women especially because a lot of women their voices aren't as strong and as loud as men's voices so mm-hmm. it's very easy for a man to become dominant in an argument just by just by the the um the frequency in his voice mm-hmm. so learning how to be able to voice what you feel necessary as far as communication is it's it's important because it's it's like um What's the word I'm looking for? It was a very stealthy way for you to navigate the situation to your advantage. Mm-hmm. As I was listening to you say that, and you were saying that a woman's voice is not as... What were the exact words you said? A woman's voice is not... It's, it's just not as strong as a man's voice when it comes to yeah. being in an argument. Um, it's just a, a man's voice it has a, a different frequency, a, a deeper tone. It's um, It just it penetrates more. Yeah. I would actually say that you were the first man that that held so you were the first man that I would get into disagreements with where would you would raise your voice it would put the fear of God in me because of how penetrate uh, penetrating how, how penetrating your voice was yeah. to like my soul so I knew that I had to figure out ways <laughs> and it wasn't even that you were and when I say raise your voice, I just mean your octave would, you know, go higher because maybe we were having a conversation that was intense. Maybe we were having a disagreement that was intense. It just felt like your voice cut right through me. And then there were moments in our relationship where I felt that it was diminishing my voice. So I had to figure out ways how to still be able to say what I needed to say and you hear me. Yeah. And that is not an easy task it does take some real observation on your partner to see what is the best way my partner can still hear me i consider you a great listener but when me and evil are arguing sometimes that shit goes right out the window (laughs) it can it definitely can go out the window it took a long time a lot of trial and error a Mm -hmm. lot of you know me having to like self-reflect and come to the realization that that probably wasn't the best way to handle that discussion. And reflecting back on it and seeing how collective you were and how calm you were in your thoughts and all that stuff, for a moment I would realize how that conversation would have went if I just would have had your energy. What were some of the things that I would have actually said if I would have been able to be in your state of mind? Mm. If I would have been as, as, as calm and collected as you were, even though you're furious even though you're raging with emotions, you yeah. have a way of um, keeping them under control that I found to, I found myself being envious of. Yeah. And but that was just through time and time again of you just keeping your cool and staying persistent about us communicating in a way that was more constructive. How you didn't approve of the way that I spoke. How you 
didn't didn't think that that was healthy for our relationship and you just kept reminding me over and over again until it you know one day i started to reflect yeah and it, and then eventually you, you penetrated with your words penetrated me yeah now sometimes <laughs> you will be having the upper hand on me i was like god damn it <laughs> So I love that advocating for yourself. Yeah. I 1000% agree with that, especially having a daughter. I'm teaching yeah. her that every day how to advocate yeah. for herself as a young woman. And there's one thing that I young, always say, young girl. if there's one thing that I always say, and it's an old saying, some of you probably heard this, but close, close mouths don't get fed. So if there's something that you want for you and your relationship, and it is essential for your the survival of your well-being, advocate for it. Yeah, completely agree. So, what's the next one that you have? Or did oh, we're you going want back me to, to back? go? Oh, I, I can go. Yeah, why you don't like. you? Yeah, why don't you give me one? So, I, I would love to hear what you got to say. Okay, so this is something I, I chose this one as a piece of advice to women in a relationship because this is something that I think I have seen many women not do, and how it then destroys them as a woman in a relationship, and it's how to be independent in a relationship. I have seen a lot of women that step into a relationship and develop some form of codependency with their partner and then they start to neglect their own needs. Mm -hmm. And I am a huge advocate of doing your own shit. And I say this because I know that prior to Evo and I's relationship, there were many things that I enjoyed doing by myself with my friends or with my family that I didn't necessarily need you to be part of. And I was totally okay doing them without you. And I enjoyed those things by myself. Once you and I got together, I didn't stop doing those things without yeah. you. I think about, I'm trying to think what's the, I've thought about many women that I have seen do this. And then what tends to happen is they almost, it goes a little bit further than them being codependent on their partner and them neglecting their own needs. Something else happens. It's they almost take on their partner's life and they move the same way that their partner moves. And it then slowly takes away from their individuality. Have you ever seen that happen where a girl or a guy gets into a relationship and it's they get so drawn in and they get so attached to their partner it's like they lose who they are while they're in that relationship yeah not only that but they they just they don't know their friends anymore you know they just stop they stop reaching out you stop hearing from them yeah um yeah I've, I've, of course i've known a couple okay. people like that um and i was i feel like i was like that at one point it was just a space that i kind of like went into um not knowing mm. that i was stepping into that space and realized that once i was that you know, that's probably not the best thing to do for myself. But for some people, you know, that's all they really need. You know, that's the kind of like, that's the, the, the void that they're looking to fill, which which is just to be um, involved in someone else's life and, and, you know, and just doing everything that they do. Yeah, but you shouldn't be stepping into a relationship to fill a void. No, I get it. I, <laughs> I'm i not saying that that's, you know, that's the way to go about it. It's just the case. I mean, it. I feel like it happens because that person is really, they only, they only, they don't need a lot to be happy. Okay. Um, I think what I want to stress is that I don't consider it healthy for a woman to define herself so solely by her relationship. I agree. I think actually <laughs> Jay Shetty just said this on his podcast. If you find yourself when you're alone, when if you let me say this again, Jay Shetty said this on a podcast. If you find yourself alone, 
you will never lose yourself in a relationship. And I think it's so important for women to understand who they are so that when they step into a relationship, they're always going to value the things that they do as a woman by themselves. Not to say that your partner can't join you in those things, but still have this, this separate identity. I think it's very important, especially if you are looking to be with this person long term. And I will explain to you why that I think... Having your own identity is very very important when you do things long term. Because let me tell you, doing everything that your partner wants to do and taking on their identity, you then lose yourself. And then 10, 20 years down the road, you're going to wake up and you're going to say, who the fuck am I? So being independent in a relationship means maintaining your own life outside of your partner. Independence can take many forms like enjoying alone time pursuing new hobbies spending time with friends or family and setting healthy boundaries so one of the first things that i want to stress that i think is essential in being independent in a relationship is making self-care a priority so self-care comes in many different forms however you choose to care for yourself whether it be exercise meditating eating healthy foods Uh, reading, however you choose to care for yourself, make sure that those things are still happening for you in a relationship separate from your partner. Again, not to say that your partner can't join you sometimes in these things, but you know that I'm very big on this. I love to do reading by myself. I love to do meditating by myself, even though I'm not great at it. Um, I I would think that meditating with someone would be quite hard, but I enjoy my alone time um, because I value that inner talk with myself that I don't need to have with another person. I love you, but that doesn't mean that I don't love myself and my time with myself. So uh, that's one way that I think a woman can really seek her independence. The second one, I think, is support. um, Excuse me, I'm sorry. Know your values. So what you did before entering your relationship and that might be again spending time with friends or family Um, identifying your core values helps you and your partner understand what gives you a sense of meaning and purpose so just as you said prior you've known people to step into relationships and they forget who their friends are they forget the fun things that they did they stop you know going over family's house but these were things that they valued prior to their relationship so what if so what if you're like a hermit before you go into a relationship then still give yourself time to be a hermit it's about the things that you value so these are what are your identifying your core values as a as a person mm-hmm. right so I know that for you and I, these things have changed over time, right? The things that you and I have valued have shifted. So when Eva and I first started dating, I was in a car club. I truly valued my car club. I truly valued the time I spent with them, the time working on my car, uh, the time, you know, spent going to car shows. Yo, no lie. She used to even work on my car. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) this is real talk. I really used to value that. Yeah. But when you and I got together, did I stop doing that? No, it wasn't until something happened that kind of changed the trajectory of your life. Yeah, but like I said, things have shifted over time, but I didn't stop taking time to do things for me that I valued. There were times that you joined me. Mm -hmm. I brought you into the car club world with me on certain occasions, but I always made it a point to still do that for myself because I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed that separate time. Yeah. Um, So, And then the last one is set boundaries. 
So you and your partner need to respect each other's boundaries so that you can find a balance that makes you both feel satisfied. And why I say that this is important about being independent when you set a boundary. So I'm going to give you an example of a, of a boundary that I have in our relationship that you are very aware of and you don't step over that boundary and in turn you support me in that boundary. So one of my boundaries is um, I like to sleep. Oh, yeah. And I don't like my. Do, do you like to okay. sleep? <laughs> I like to sleep, and I don't like my sleep disturbed. Yeah, that is a boundary for me. So you know, it's important for me, and this is part of also it ties into my self care. I believe on getting a full eight hours of sleep, if not more. Nine hours sometimes is lovely. So on my days off, whether it be from our hustle and bustle of the everyday life with our family to work, I don't like my sleep to be disturbed. You know that about me. I have set that boundary. I have told you that it is important to me. So how you support me in that is on the days that you know that I'm looking to maybe get that extra sleep, Evo gets up. I'm gone. He's gone. He is maintaining things in the house and he will do what I love, which is go and get bagels or something like that and make breakfast and situate everything that needs to be situated. And then when I choose to get my Cinderella ass up, it's taken care of. But this is a boundary that I have. And I'm using that example because I know like that that's a small one, you know, but yeah. no, but I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, you know, and it, and not for nothing. Right. Sometimes Eva also falls victim to my sleep. Well, yeah, that's the, that that <laughs> happens every now and then. Um, but what I'm, I guess, what the point I'm trying to make is that um, even though even though you set that boundary, mm -hmm. that setting that boundary doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. As to where you're like, no. you know, uh, creating this barrier between you and the person that you're with, because in our situation, when you set that boundary, it all of a sudden became an opportunity for me to to like go about and do the things that I need to do or that I want to do mm. when. When I want my own time, right? Mm -hmm. Because it just turns out for our relationship, you when 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 you're when you're awake and we're in the same space, we do a lot of things together. Yeah, um, we communicate a lot. We tend to um, engage in a lot of different activities as to whether we need to go places or speak about things. So it's it's um it's not the time for us to be taking personal time because there's we just have so many things that we that we do together. So when you when when you want to do your sleep time. I'm like this is perfect. My Cause sleep I, time. Yeah, because then I'll I'll just I'll get up and I'll go about and I'll start doing the things that I need to do for my personal space, and so mm -hmm. then I don't have to take that time, mm -hmm. you know, through throughout the day or when you're awake, and it just it doesn't become a conflict. Yeah, you're like evil's like multitasking somewhat. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to yeah, just I'm, go. I mean, you know, I'm you know, I tried to look at it as a positive, right? Because at the beginning, it is know, a positive. Well, at the beginning, it was more like you know. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Because like, there's a lot of re there's a lot of reasons why I would love to wake you up, right? And we're just gonna leave that at that. Mm -hmm. But instead of looking at it like, damn, you know, like I'm like, all right, well, there's actually shit that I can do, you know, and change my perspective on the whole situation. And it ended up being now the perfect moment. And now it's more routine, right? So like mm -hmm. now I get up early, I let you sleep, and mm -hmm. I'm gone. I'm going to do all this other stuff that I got that I need to get out the way and clear off my task list. And by the time you wake up, I've got so much shit done. It's great. Yeah, I just. I think overall what I want to stress to women is that knowing who you are as a woman and the things that you value and the things that you love and the ways that you like to spend your time separate from your partner, please continue to do those things once you step into a relationship. 
long term, your partner is really going to find that so intriguing about you as their partner. There's been so many times that Evo has seen me do things that are very separate from him that I don't include him in, but he finds it so, I guess you could almost say the word is cute, you know? So like, another prime, huh? Like for, but yeah. yeah. Can you give me an example? Okay. Um, so another way that I think you could also be independent is like within your hobbies or trying new hobbies right mm -hmm. so when it comes to hobbies i have them right and i love them but they have shifted over the years so the example that i want to give is um comics okay. this is very separate from evo yeah, it is. um you will enjoy this with me from time to time mm -hmm. but i love reading comics watching comic movies um, buying comic memorabilia just going places to look at comics like there are days that i just go to barnes and nobles by myself just to like ladies and gentlemen this sounds kind of weird but i'll take a book out and i'll smell it maybe i'm not the only person that likes the smell of like new comics and new books but yeah, i also that's like like a sneakerhead smelling like yeah. a brand new sneaker i like to look at the illustrations i like to look at the the way that things are written out i just have a love for this type of fandom you enjoy it with me from time to time, but you definitely... I more, I more enjoy watching you enjoy it. And that's the point that I'm getting at, yeah. is that your partner will yeah. look at you and be in awe of the things that you are doing independently from them. And I, and let's keep it real. There are times that Evil does things independent from me, and while he's doing it, I'm sizing him up. How many times have you catch me doing that? A lot. I did it today. Yeah. He was in the backyard doing yard work. And I was looking at him like, God damn, bro. This guy over there looking like a snack doing this yard work. Because <laughs> when I start working, I get focused. I go yeah. in. And that's kind of like the way you are with your comics. Yes. You're just focusing. You're, on your own, you're like in your own little world and you're just you. Yes. And that's that's the moment that I get to admire where you're just being you outside of like what we are as a couple. you know. And I get to see you for something that has nothing to do with us. Exactly. Because activities that allow you to explore your interests... They help you appreciate your alone time. Yeah. When I'm alone doing these things, I'm like a little kid in a candy store. I'm, And it's not just comics. There's an array of things I do. I also love to do makeup. And I have such a fun time with that. And I create characters. And I do an, an assortment of shit. But these are core things that I find valuable. And I know that over time, you have found these things. You're like in almost an admiration. And I think that's the advice that I want to give to him because long term your partner's gonna want to see that you can thrive separate from them and be happy in those spaces because they want to be content knowing that if they needed to maybe step away for however long they need to be maybe they travel for work maybe they need to go visit family maybe they need to care something that you're gonna be good yeah and i think that that's important so what do you thank you what do you have uh, so my second piece of advice for women is more so for women that are looking for relationships okay seeking a partner mm. seeking to be uh in something that is meaningful and and ma makes them happy uh in that journey it is essential to understand the difference between what you need in a relationship and what you want in a relationship mm. and what i mean is that understanding I, I touched on it a little bit before but um you know needing something is fulfilling something that is essential for your survival, essential for the um, for the well-being and for the basic functions of your life and your relationship. Mm. 
And if you find yourself in many situations that don't end up panning out, it's probably because those are situations that you don't need. And that's why they're failing. These are things that you just want and they're not fulfilling your inner need. So that may be a time to re reevaluate what it is that you're actually seeking and get a better understanding for who you are as a person and what it is that you actually need in life. Mm. Now, I myself am, guilt am guilty of this, and this is kind of why I speak about this. And, I, and, I, and the moment that I realized this and I, and, I, and I pivoted on what it was that I allowed into my life as far as a partner goes was the moment everything changed for me. Mm. Also, like, tell me how you pivot. Like, how did you pivot? Like, what did you go from? Um, oh, I know. Eva was chasing big, big, fat booty girls um, and wasn't looking for any real depth in a human so, being. All right. It and then was wondering why that wasn't working out for I him. I mean, listen, it wasn't exactly like that. It wasn't to that degree. But damn. Are you, you know, sure about I'm, that? Yeah, I'm very sure about that. So I was chasing relationships with my eyes. <laughs> All right, that's the that's the, the PC way to put it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was. I mean, I was. That's I, like me when I go to restaurants and I just order mash it on the menu. Even yeah. like, yo, you fucking eating with your eyes. You don't need this. Yeah. I've so, listen. I, I I'll give you a perfect example. Right. Mm -hmm. There was this one time. Um, I'm not gonna say this person's name, mm -hmm. but this is a perfect example. I was I was at this party and this particular girl took an interest in me, and so we were. I was we were playing. I was playing a game of cards, and all of a sudden she starts passing notes to me through, throughout the game. What are you like twelve? She's passing notes. She was. She was like. She was. You know. She was trying to be cute, and she was like. She was like. She wrote a note. She was like, "Hey, you know, like as as the game was going on, and she was trying to like create this cute conversation with me as I was playing this game." Mm. Uh, anyway, listen, we were young. I was young. Okay. All right. I mean, we weren't like little kids, but uh, this was at a party. Okay. And so we, we, you know, we sparked the conversation, and she liked me. That's mm -hmm. that was the whole thing. She liked me. She was trying to talk to me, mm -hmm. and I had no interest in her because she wasn't visually what I would particularly pursue. And eventually we, we ended up hanging out a bunch of times. And then one day we went to a pool and I saw her in a bathing suit. And all of a sudden, then I wanted to be with her. So do you, you get where I'm going with this, yeah. right? So then I wanted, then I was really interested in her. Needless to say, that that relationship was um, not, it, it wasn't the healthiest. And my takeaway from that was that I needed to really get to know someone and need to be interested in the person the way that I was interested in her when I saw her. Mm. Like that interest, I needed to, sh I needed to feel that about that person's personality. Yeah. And that was a big change for me. Yeah, so when Eva and I got together and I had seen the girls that he had dated previous to me, I was like, are you sure that you wanna date me? Because um, I don't fit that mold at all. <laughs> Zero. Yeah, well, you had something that I was looking for at the time. Yeah. And that was, again, me realizing that, at that point in my life, I realized that I needed to be culturally connected with the with the next person that I dated, right? So that's obviously something outside of looks. Mm -hmm. There's an in-depth connection that I was seeking to mm -hmm. to to be eye to eye with, and so when I found out that culturally, you know, we had a connection, mm -hmm. there was in there that's what sparked the interest. Yeah, you know, and then we got to know each other, and you know, the chemistry was there. It was great, and you know, here we are decades later. Um, but I will say. You know what I'm really. I mean, listen, she's not she's not hard on the eyes either. No, like, that I'm, that, that, I'm not even. I, <laughs> some of those X's are hard on the eyes now, though. <laughs> I think that goes for both of us. <laughs> that goes for the two of us. Woo! <laughs> Yo, real talk. Um, yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um. 
you made me lose my place. Oh, yeah. No, you were basically telling the story about this young lady and how that changed your perception on what you really needed in a relationship versus what you wanted yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. So, you know, on, you know, on the other hand, like, you know, having wanting someone, it just has to do with, you know, with desires and preferences and, you know, and experiences that, you know, that may not that just made all they, all they do is enhance your quality of life. Yeah. Right. So if you're if you're if you're in a situation where you where you can honestly say to yourself, have an honest conversation and realize that you're chasing quality of life. Mm. You're looking for experiences that just enhance your everyday life. Then you may be in a situation where you're pursuing things that you want, thinking that that's, that's what you need. Yeah. And if you are doing that, just know that you're not fulfilling your needs. So you're, you're essentially in a recipe for disaster if you think that you're currently per- pursuing something that you need you're saying i need this in my life i need to be i need to be in a certain type of car i need to be dining at certain places i need to wear certain type of things i need to i I need to live a certain type of lifestyle just so that i can be happy and that's what you're pursuing and then you realize that these situations that you're getting yourself into fail time and time again well you know what that makes me think of right away evil and i have a guilty pleasure we like to watch indian matchmaker and when these women are giving the women and the men. There was one guy, though. The majority of them are giving lists of things that they want in a person versus what they need. And it's always like, he or she has to have a degree. He or she needs to make this sort of money. He or she needs to uh, know how to speak this language. He yeah. or she needs to um, dress a certain way. He or she needs to live a certain place. All these things that they want. And then they go and they meet the person. And then afterwards, they're like, so how was the date? And they're like, oh, I didn't really feel a spark. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really feel that connection. I'm like, wait a second, but didn't this man or woman make this money? Didn't they yeah. look the way you wanted? Uh, weren't they athletic? Weren't they all these things that you wanted? But you know what it was? They weren't filling up your cup. They weren't giving you what you needed. That's why you didn't feel that spark. And there was one guy that was like, I would like the woman to be kind. And mm-hmm. have a good level of communication. Mm-hmm. He knew that he wanted the woman to fill the, his needs as as like a man for a thriving relationship. He was the only one out of like six people. And I was so surprised how everybody else was just like, I just don't understand why I can't find somebody. Yeah, well, those people potentially are confused about what they <laughs> what they want and what they need in life. Yeah, so go ahead and watch that uh, India Matchmaker and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. So my last piece of advice to women in a relationship is don't give a title that is not earned. Mm, like, what you mean? Like, what you mean? What you mean? Like, what are we? Like, one of those things? No, um, I have seen this happen time and time again where a woman will allow a man to call her wifey when he has not asked her to be his wife. Mm. And vice versa, I have seen women address men that they are not married to as their husby or or hubby. Mm -hmm. Or bae. Bae is fine because to me that's more of like a pet name. But when you are actually addressing someone in your life, the man or the woman in your life, as a title that is achieved through marriage, Mm -hmm. which is like my wifey or like my hubby, because hubby is like a derivative of husband. Yeah, it's almost like, how do you know I want to be that to you? You know, how do you know I, I, I feel comfortable being that person for you? My point is, is that I have seen this happen too often where women, and I say allow because 
maybe I've seen men do it in front of women where they're like, you know, yeah, she, you know, she wifey. Mm -hmm. She's not. If you have not asked her to be your wife, if you have not asked her to be your partner, she is not your wife. And women, please do not let men shortchange you in this avenue. Do not let them or do not allow them to not put in the work to bring you to marriage. Yeah. I think that that's unfair to the women that maybe are thinking by allowing the man to address them in this way that it kind of almost gets their hopes up that they maybe then one day will be then be asked to be married. But then there are many instances where a man will stay with a woman and say start to say things like, oh, it's like we're married. We got common, what is that, commonwealth? Oh, it's called, that's called, um, it's com- it's in common not, not common it's not law. common wealth uh, it's common law common law yeah common we're law, we're, yeah. we're common law yeah i don't want to be nobody's common law i don't want to be nobody's wifey either i'm your wife or i'm not and i'm not trying to be with someone especially if we have children for x amount of time if we are not looking to solidify our union in marriage you know i'm sitting here listening to you say this and i'm just like i'm kind of blown away because it's I've never done that, right? I don't I don't Neither have I. I don't recall being with a girl and calling her wifey. Mm. Um the only woman I called wifey was you and that's after we got married, you know, Correct. I addressed you as wifey. But do you not know many men that have addressed yeah. their women in their lives yeah. as wifey and, I could and they're see not how that married? Would be, I could see how that kind of would be a problem to to a girl. Or it should be a problem to a girl because it's like, you know, I'm not your wife. Why are you calling me wifey? Like you mm-hmm. didn't propose to me. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like you can call me wifey? That's that should be that should be saved for people who are married. I, I also I also feel as it's allowing the men to shortchange you. Yeah. Especially if if you're looking to get married. Even if you're even if you haven't really spoken about it, you know, maybe that then should be a conversation. Just don't address me as such. And lastly, so then we'll get to the cards is when I give the advice of don't give the title, especially do not do this on social media. Do not address this person as the partner in your life, as your wife, your husband, your wifey or your hubby if they have not put in the work. Because I can't tell you how many times I have seen women do this and then the next Six months down the road, their entire Instagram is deleted and that man no longer exists in their life. That they were allowing this man to call them wifey or that they were calling this man their hubby. And now this person is a ghost because husbands, now he's ghosty. husbands that are really invested in a relationship just don't walk away. They put in the time and the effort and the work to make things happen in a relationship, to make things work in a relationship. So when you just delete your whole Instagram, that tells me that you just decided to walk the fuck away or something happened that was so detrimental to your relationship that you had to end it. But there was no holding you to that person and saying, you know what? You are my husband. You are my wife. We need to work this out. Yeah. Unless it's like the, an ultimate betrayal for you. I understand that. But in a marriage, you just can't walk away like that. That legitimately, legitimately was like the the pillar that put the brakes on me ever thinking that like there was no working this out yeah. it was the fact that you were my wife mm-hmm. i remember we've spoken about this before mm-hmm. i remember like the first big argument that we got into you know after we got married which prior to us getting married you know the thoughts of like 
damn, if this doesn't work out, you know, is it over? And I'm like, what, what does that look like, you know? And yeah. what would I have to do to kind of like, you know, go down that avenue? I remember the first big argument we got into where that thought, that, that like that, that, um, that thought process kind of was almost triggered. It stopped immediately because I was like, wait a minute. There's no thinking like that no more. Like, I'm married. This is my wife. Yeah. Like, we got to work this shit out. Yeah, because you made that yeah. commitment yeah. to that person. Yeah, we're we, we on a whole other level. You now. have to honor that commitment. And when you're in a relationship that is, there has, that commitment has not been made, what the fuck are they to honor? Yeah. Their word? Yep. You know? So let's move on to the cards. All right, let's go. You like that one? Yeah, that was a good one. I really did. <laughs> All right, so. So. so I knew you were Pick a card, any card. Okay, I'm just gonna take this one right here. Uh, I'm gonna go oh, with. Oh God! I'm go with this orange. What is orange again? I forget what the colors are. It doesn't matter. Just pick it. Let's I go. Went, are you gonna go first? Or I'm gonna. Go I first? went first last week. Okay, so, you go so first this week. I feel the least loved when you. You feel the least loved when I don't give in to what you what you want what you want me to do. <laughs> You always say that I, I don't love you when I don't co-sign your bullshit. Like today when I asked Evo to go get a sweet treat with yeah. me, he was like, "All right." Yeah, and if I if I not and if I wouldn't have done it, she'd be like, "You don't love me." Sir, <laughs> <laughs> so you were right about that. In meanwhile, so I'm like, women be independent. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but tr- truly though. All right. Uh, ooh, this is interesting. Okay. Oh. How do you describe me to other people? I call you the mayor. <laughs> I tell ev- oh, I tell God. everybody that my husband is the mayor, that everybody loves him. He talks to everybody, and he's the nicest person ever. Cause that's how when people when I when people meet you, and then they see me later, they're like. God, your husband is so nice. I'm like a, I'm like a, he, na- a neighborly type of guy. He's right? such a nice guy. <laughs> I was on the phone with my best friend the other day, and I could hear you in the backyard talking to our neighbor. I was like, yeah. "Here, this motherfucker, go again." I'm that guy that'll like see you struggling outside your house with something, and I'll come out and help you if you're my neighbor. If we live yeah. in the same neighborhood and we know each other, yeah. I'm coming to help you. Evil out there, um, kissing babies, shaking, and shaking, shaking hands. hands, and kissing babies. Yeah, yeah, that's how I describe you. You're the mayor. <laughs> you like that yeah i like that good. all right so that uh, brings us to the end of the episode so here on spark talk fridays where we are creating conversations about life until next week ladies and gentlemen or next month yeah peace out peace out <laughs>